Today is Tuesday, July 12, 2022. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Life after Roe. Some big news out of Mississippi after the huge Supreme Court ruling. We'll have that top story and more on today's Quick Start podcast, which is news from a Christian perspective. If you agree with that mission, you can help us by subscribing to this podcast. Give us a rating, share it with a friend, leave a comment, all that good stuff. You can also email us quickstartpodcast at CBN dot org with tips comments prayer requests whatever you want throw it our way we'll take it and joining me getting through the news of the cray today billy hallowell from cbn's faith wire trey is uh, he's still skiing so he'll be back uh, next week but uh yeah. Yeah. welcome happy tuesday happy tuesday we're just we're we're plowing through this week we're almost there we're zooming along we're zooming along and that is the quick start challenge subscribe to this podcast listen to it for two weeks And we'll get you through a week faster. It's science. Don't question it. All right. Coming up on the main thing today, Hollywood isn't exactly known as a hotspot for Christian converts. Billy talks today on the main thing with a Hollywood actress who was saved through just that, an incredible story and showing how God can work even in the least likely of places. But up first today, we're going to look at the headlines and what is cooking over on CBNnews.com and the main headlines of the day, President Biden hosted an event yesterday marking the passage of the most significant federal gun legislation in nearly three decades. And he called on Congress to do more to reduce gun violence. In the midst of that, a father of a child who died in a mass shooting in Parkland, Florida, he interrupted it. It was Manuel Oliver and he had criticized the event ahead of time. He was escorted out after shouting as Biden was speaking. And he's the father of Joaquin Oliver, who was uh, one of the victims at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School back in 2018. And on the politics front, a majority of Democrats now say they would prefer a new candidate over President Biden. This is from New York Times. And this is amid decades high inflation, high gas prices, and low approval ratings for the president concerns about his age all this starting to surface now you hadn't seen much of that before and it's very interesting that all this is starting to come to surface now um so that is an interesting thing to look at now prayer request mega church pastor john gray has been hospitalized with a life-threatening pulmonary embolism he called an quote illegal transaction from hell end quote as his wife is urging his followers to quote bombard heaven with prayers so her husband can receive a quote miracle from god gracious 49 um and also 3400 people reached with the gospel message during a big uk event uh, preaching the gospel message you can read about that on cbnnews.com but our top headline today mississippi's lone abortion clinic closed its doors last week jackson's women health organization also known as the quote pink house shut down last week one day before mississippi's trigger law kicked in quote they said as we proceed in this post-row world the people of mississippi and all of the states will be able to fully engage in the work of both empowering women and promoting life i'm grateful that the court has given us this opportunity that was uh attorney general lynn fitch billy big i mean i think we kind of saw this coming after the the overturn of roe but i think it's amazing to just see some of this happening now you know this is something that the, the public conversation was so slanted in one direction on this issue to see this taking place is really remarkable 
It is. And, you know, it's forcing some really interesting conversations. I mean, people were really clueless about what the law was allowing before. And I think now we're going to watch these laws change quite a bit state to state. Uh, but these clinics, you know, where are they going to go when they close up shop? Where are they moving? Are they going to states where it's allowed? Are they going near the border in a state where it's allowed? Um, I think we're going to see a lot of shifting changes on that front with a lot of these clinics. Of course, the big question is going to be, hmm, you know, if your clinic is shutting down, were you providing other services? Yeah. You know, in the case of Planned Parenthood clinics, which which this one isn't one, obviously, but, you know, if 3% of what you do is abortion and you're closing a clinic down, and again, that's hypothetical if that does happen, what does that mean for the other services you were really offering? So lots of questions on that front. Yeah, and we're, and we're going to see all of these things play out because there there's been so much rhetoric on this issue, perhaps more than any other issue out there in the in the politics realm. We're going to see now, are all of these fears going to come true? And another thing we're definitely going to see on this front is the abortion activists really trying to examine the law and to see where they can get around it. And Billy, some of them are coming up with some pretty unorthodox ways to get around these laws. Well, yeah, you know, there was the proposal to set up abortion clinics and Planned Parenthoods in national parks, and that got right. a lot of scoffing. Um, what's interesting is you're watching, just as we get into this, a lot of people on the on the Democratic side saying, including the president, you know, really the states have to make these laws, really Congress has to make these laws. So you've got those proposals, but there's one that's really catching on right now, and it's this idea of placing a floating vessel, a giant ship, in the Gulf of Mexico. This would be off the coast of Texas. Texas, Alabama, Louisiana in federal waters. And so they would technically be able to do this allegedly in federal waters with an abortion boat. They would perform abortions and other services on this giant vessel in the Gulf of Mexico. Dr. Meg Autry, she's an OBGYN in California. She's the one spearheading this and has apparently had this idea for a long time. But when the Dobbs case came down, when the verdict came down, she said it sparked her to action and led her to start fundraising. She has a nonprofit. I guess it's a nonprofit. It's an organization called Prowess. And through that organization, they're fundraising for this. Some specifics on this, they would do abortions up until 14 weeks. Uh, and, you know, you got to figure out how you're getting women on the ship. So they're working on all these details, apparently, as we speak. They're calling their effort, quote, historic. And money is apparently already pouring in. They've got to buy a vessel. They've got to have staff. They've got to have a way to get people there. Um, but again, their goal is to have this near the states where there are restrictions or bans on abortion. Uh, she claims they have research showing them that a floating clinic is something people will use and that they will want. And so there are a lot of other details. You can read them over at Faithwire. But this is, I mean, it's a very strange idea, but this is the sort of thing I think we're going to see people trying to find ways to use federal land or waters to perform abortions. Th doesn't this seem like it would be because uh, the complaint is, well, now that people are going to have to travel now to these other states and it's a, it's a burden on them. It seems like trying to get on a boat and get out to a floating clinic wouldn't be much better. I mean, I, I know Florida's a big state I've driven from. Disney before all the way back to Texas. So I know you can be in Florida for quite some time when you're on the road there, but it seems like it'd be just as cumbersome. 
Yeah, I mean, they're claiming that for some people it'll be easier and faster than having to go to a state where it's legal, right? Because of, you know, in the South, there there are more restrictions on right. abortion. But I, who knows? Because you got to figure out how to get people there. They also have to figure out if there's a medical emergency, how are you getting people out? And so um, I read that they were talking about having a helicopter, you know, capability to get airlift people out if there were emergencies. So it's it's strange. I think it's just the beginning of the strange ideas that we're going to see be proposed. All right. Well, we'll keep you posted on that story on uh, CBN News and Faithwire.com. And that leads us into our main thing today. And as I said at the top, Hollywood isn't exactly known as a big hot spot for Christian converts, but there are pockets of Christianity and Christians preaching the gospel out there in Hollywood, though not common. But uh, Billy was able to talk to one star actress who was saved initially by uh, a process that started at a Hollywood Bible study. And so we have that conversation for you today on The Main Thing. Actress Alexa Penavega has found monumental success in Hollywood. The former child star is now a wife and a mother of three, and she's opening up about her life, her journey, and discovering the powerful, authentic faith and community that she has found. Now, she and her husband, Carlos Penavega, are out with a new book titled What If Love Is The Point? Living for Jesus in a Self-Consumed World. Let's hear what Alexa has to say about her life, her faith, and her journey. As I got older, God just kept calling me into his arms, like again and again and again. And specifically after I went through a divorce, I was like, I need to seek refuge in God and really knows know what it means to be a Christian because I keep telling everybody, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, but I haven't really read the Bible. I haven't had anybody break it down for me. I don't know what it is. I read verses here and there, but... I don't even know what I believe actually. And it was when I started diving in with God that like my whole world was transformed. Like I already knew that I had access to this great like superhero in a way, but I just didn't understand the true fruit in what that meant. Yeah. And so, and so you, you go in, you start to discover that. And I love what you said there, because I think people can really relate to that. You know, when you're meant to have that relationship with God and God knows you're going to come to that place, I think he gives us those breadcrumbs and that connection to him, you know, throughout our lives. How, how did Hollywood, and maybe it didn't, but I'm curious, how did Hollywood complicate that? You know, because here you are, I mean, on a normal day, people are struggling, but you're in this really interesting, tough industry while you're trying to figure that out. You know, I would actually say the biggest thing was community. Community was my issue. Um, So the only community I had was Hollywood. And Hollywood, for the most part, is not (laughs) Christian. Um, They're not, I mean, you'll find faith-filled people, but they were kind of like me. They were like, yeah, I I know, I like, I love Jesus. I love God. But like, they don't really understand what that means, right? It was just kind of this like Sunday morning Christian, if that, or maybe it was like an Easter morning Christian. <laughs> um, and so when that was, when that's your community, um, you're not really talking about God. You might have a couple conversations here and there, but um, you're mostly just talking about industry stuff or other life stuff. And it's interesting when I started surrounding myself and diving in with God, but surrounding myself with like a kingdom hearted community, Um, a whole world was opened up to me because before I would be timid about bringing up God in a conversation. Jesus was off limits. I was like terrified to bring up the J word because, you know, people might think you're one of those Christians, right? Like this is where my mindset was back in the day. Then the more and more I started hanging out with people 
who believed the same thing that I did and who really wanted to further the relationship with God. I just, you can't help, like when God is at work in your life, you can't help but talk about God. It gave me this comfort to be able to talk about God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, anywhere and all the time. Whereas before I would have just been like mortified to bring it up in a conversation because I would have been judged. But like God has like really done a number on my heart where he's just like, what are you afraid of? Like, why are you afraid to mention my name? I've given you everything. Um, so, so he, he really worked on my heart over those years, but I think a lot of it was less to do with like Hollywood per se, but just the community. I was just in the wrong community. That's a great, that's actually a great word because a lot of people are in the wrong community no matter where they work, right? I right, mean, yeah. It's like so many of us, or we're lacking, you know, we may have one or two Christian friends, but we're not around people enough. Right, you know, to, to actually really influence you in a positive exactly. way. Yeah. Exactly. I And, you know, I think about your career, how, you know, if you look back to before you really understood who Jesus was and you look at where you are now, how has your approach changed when it comes to your career? Oh, uh, flip-flopped. Like I just completely did a 180. Um, if you look at the roles that I was taking clearly, like before you could tell like, Oh, I see the roles that she took right before she like jumped into having a relationship with God. And, you know, it is an interesting balance because I don't believe in just doing Christian movies. I don't believe in doing just like cookie cutter movies. I love storytelling. And the truth is even some of the most wonderful Christians, the seasons that we go through in our lives, they look ugly sometimes. Like a lot of times they look ugly. Like there's yeah. no such thing as like this perfect cookie cutter life. Like very often like when life hits you, it hits you hard and it bring it can bring out just some sides of us that are embarrassing that we don't want people to see or that we don't people want we don't want people to know about because we don't want them to think differently of us. But that's what I love about storytelling. That's what I love about taking somebody to the movies. It's like you're transported into this world where you get to ride that roller coaster of emotions with somebody. And then at the end, if it's a really good movie, you'll have the redemption. You'll have the like lesson learned. You usually leave with your heart just like, oh, what did I experience? So so for me, when I look at the industry, like, yes, my roles changed dramatically. Um, but I also believe that like I don't have to just be doing Christian movies in order to honor God. Like I want to be able to honor God doing worldly content that actually touches the world and maybe shows a glimpse of God without having to say Jesus. And oftentimes I think that's where, you know, we're most impactful is like consistency in your walk with God is probably the best testimony you could give a non-Christian because if they just have you preaching down their throat all the time, most of the time they're just going to be like, oh my gosh, please shut up. Like, I don't want to hear about Jesus anymore. (laughs) But if they see you walking consistently with God or just like having peace in insane circumstances where they're like, how are you calm right now? Like how on earth are you okay with everything that's happening in your life? That's your opportunity to say, oh Jesus. That was Alexa Penavega. For more about her life, her journey, and her faith, you can get the new book, What If Love Is The Point? Living for Jesus in a Self-Consumed World. All right, Billy, thank you for that great conversation there. It's a good interview there and uh, just really an interesting an interesting actress, interesting person. Yeah, she is. She is. You know, I, I love those stories of life change and, and heart transformation. Absolutely, 100%. Well, That leaves us. We've got time for one last thing today. And this one is both heartbreaking 
and uplifting. We have a 12-year-old who was bullied at school. This is an all-too-familiar scene. You just see the kid that just doesn't have a lot of friends. Um, but this mom was heartbroken. Brody Ritter is his name. And he came home with his school yearbook, and it only had a couple signatures on it from a couple kids. Kudos to the one teacher. She wrote a very nice note. He was trying to get all these signatures, and so he was heartbroken because he didn't have many. And so he wrote, hope you can make more friends. That was kind of his comment to himself on his yearbook. And so it just crushed this mom's heart. But the mom posted it on Facebook and got an outpouring of support. And she got one Hollywood star, Paul Rudd, to respond somehow. I mean, he just saw it. I don't know how he saw it, but he responded. And now he's on texting terms with the young man. He's FaceTimed with him. He sent him some Ant-Man paraphernalia from the movies. Very, very cool stuff from Paul Rudd. Yeah. And, you know, it sparked other kids, older kids, to come and find him, this kid, and fill out his yearbook yeah. with signatures. Just a, like... What a cool thing to do and to use your celebrity for the right things. I love yes, that. Yes, indeed. And and school can be just such a rough place. It's tough to find your place sometimes. So very, very cool stuff there from Paul Rod. We would love to see more of that kindness being spread around in the world. That's fantastic stuff. So, all right, well, that's all the time we have for this episode of the Quick Start Podcast. As always, head on over to cbnnews.com, faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. And uh, Lord willing, and that creek don't rise on us, we'll be back here tomorrow uh, with more of the top headlines and Christian perspective. God bless. We'll see you then.